Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. Because we need a little controversy, because it feels so without me. I said, this looks like on top of When's the last so time this country was right about its foreign policy? Anybody? I mean, I know that the... War profiteers, the benefactors of a foreign policy system that profit from it like it. Average American has no idea. The billions, the hundred of billions, who gets what. Countries we pay to pretend to be our friends. We bribe. Countries we send our CIA in to bankrupt, then we take over through terrible policies. The wars of which got a war that's 20 years old if you don't know how to count we were fighting a proxy war with russia through afghanistan when we were arming the very guys we're fighting though it's kind of confusing and then you have 50-year political whore joe biden the reason joe biden was picked aside from the fact he is uh pliable dim-witted and open to any suggestion as if something he heard 10 minutes ago is the first time he woke up he's like a little baby and you just tell him something 10 minutes ago, and he believes you. So the last person to talk to him, that's what Joe Biden believes. But prior to Joe Biden slipping into the grasp of dementia, Joe Biden had a 50-year career of being absolutely wrong about every foreign policy, the whole time touting himself as a policy expert. Robert Gates is somebody who mentioned it. You remember Robert Gates. He worked for Bush and Obama as a defense secretary, and he didn't like either president. And he felt they were morons. And uh, Robert Gates wrote a book years ago. The Atlantic did a story on it. And it was controversial because Robert Gates kind of exposed to a certain extent. I mean, don't get me wrong. He profited from those wars as much as anybody. But to a certain extent of how the, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And the trick is to just keep them moving. And you could tell the American people through propagandists what to think. And Vietnam taught us that. They'll pretty much regurgitate anything if you just say it's against communists for your safety. The American people just say, oh, okay. And the one thing they hated, hated about Trump, is the one thing I really liked about Trump. I didn't like a lot of his policies, but one thing I loved was that he broke for just a moment the, the idea that the war profiteers, we call it the military-industrial complex. I know that makes some people cringe, but uh, that's exactly what it is. He broke their security, their mental understanding of, boy, we got this gravy train going, and it's going to keep going. And these idiots we call citizens, they don't care. Just give them a little free cheese, and they'll rubber stamp anything. And if you get caught, say it's for your safety, and they'll buy them. 
So the Lincoln Republicans and the Republicans like Mitt Romney, who didn't like the idea that Trump was um, really not conventional is an understatement, but that Trump said things that American people felt like, what the hell are you doing? Let's end these moronic wars. What did we end? What did we accomplish in Iraq? Which, by the way, Joe Biden bombed last week. What did we accomplish in Iraq? He said they were Iranians, but who the hell knows? Nobody really knows. What are we doing in Yemen? How did Barack Obama go from two fronts to nine fronts using drones and 85% of the people he killed are civilians? And and, and what are we gaining? You remember he used to say things like, we should be paid for that. And everybody said, whoa, 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 that's not how this works. See, we give Joe Biden's brother a contract to build homes. Does he know what end of a hammer to grab? No, but he gets the contract. And this is, is a scheme that they learned from Republicans. This is bipartisan corruption and bipartisan skullduggery. And it works. And it's a trillion, trillion dollar industry now. So we've got to get that back on track. So they picked Joe Biden, and I think it was bipartisan picking Joe Biden. The Mitt Romneys were just going to use that that face because he thinks he's Don Draper. So why not use a face that we can all relate to? When I say him, I also mean the Adam Kinzingers and the scumbags who wanted to get back on the money train for foreign wars and intervention and occupation and rebuilding governments in the name of our so functional government. So this has been a, a, a way in which the government has profited and, and individuals in that government have profited from decisions the American people didn't want to learn or were too busy to learn. And it's understandable. I mean, after all, what was the what was the penalty for Vietnam? You killed 60,000 Americans, wounded hundreds of thousands, forever changed the courses of millions and millions of families, burned up all that money. And what was the penalty? Uh, nothing. They just set the formula. That's the schematic now. And we could implement that wherever we want, and the American people will wave a flag a couple times a year, and it'll be great. Right? And then we got those other idiots, the Marxists, that are really, you know, infiltrated military to a certain example, and they they can't wait for uh, that old strongman government. They're hoping that the military gets to flex its muscle against anyone who would talk against an idea that the United States government has no business sending military to other countries and rebuilding them in the name of some government that doesn't function here, let alone there. So you got all kinds of stuff going on. But more importantly, you got the flow of dough. And that's the best part about it. So it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. So they're looking for different conflicts. So, you know, you're, you're two weeks out and, and no one talks about the, the bombing that just happened. And they say, oh, we're, these guys are Iran. OK. And, and, and people turn a blind eye. Barack Obama was brilliant. I mean, really brilliant. He dropped so many bombs, they ran out of them. And uh, nobody cared. Killed 85 percent of it were civilians. And there's just a few people that even mentioned it. So now we got this thing going on in Haiti. Now, Haiti is a particularly scumbag country. Really, really is. Not because of the people but because of the dictators that take it over. It's been something that's been happening for 100 years. And when there's um, a storm, because their houses are built on, uh, out of sticks, it's calamity. And then all the people get together, and they funnel billions of dollars in, and the oligarchs, the dictators of that country, grab the money, and their people are slaves. So this is prime material for socialists and Marxists who've been trying to organize, and the dictators crush the Marxists, and somehow the dictators keep all this money going. Where's the money? And they break all the rules. So nobody really knows what Haiti is. But what you do know is you've been told by the Biden administration that, um, you know, it's going to go a certain way and, and, and you're going to like it. But before I play any clips of the news, 
I want you to see what happened today, today, when Jen Psaki walked into the briefing room. And I want you to remember what every day was like when Trump was president. Every day was combat from the Pravda reporting staff and how they attacked anybody he had speaking on behalf of the administration. Well, here's what it's like when you have somebody speaking on behalf of a dementia-ridden patient, clearly, clearly unfit to do anything, and obviously in diapers. Hi, everyone. Hello. Happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? I said happy Thursday. Well, I was going to say, I did hear it was Steve Holland's 29th birthday. So happy 29th birthday. I am a terrible singer, but I am willing to lead a song here if you are all game. Is this a good day to ask for an interview with the president? It may be. It may be. Have you ever had that much fun at work? You ever had that much fun at work? I mean, this is so now they're going to get on board. They're going to sing happy birthday. Nobody wants to hear Jen Psaki sing happy birthday. She wants to pop out of a cake in a bathing suit. Okay, but I don't want to hear her sing. But I want to hear more of the lies of exactly what we're facing. I don't have a, an extensive update, I will say, Steve. We, we continue to be uh, engaged, of course, in touch uh, through a range of channels, um, but we don't have uh, updates at this point. The Haitian authorities are, of course, leading the investigation, which is, of course, in its early stages. We're ready and willing to support Haitian authorities, but we're going to let the investigation play out. What, what is this administration doing in the midst of this assassination to stand up the Haitian democracy? Listen to that. What is this administration doing? Stand up to Haitian democracy. That's the important part. So, see, that president was, was, if you listen to the reporter, was elected in the fashion that we have. They have a democracy the way we do. And they elected this guy. And uh, it was utopia. And now that he's been assassinated, we're going to ignore the fact that one of the people who have been or are being held under questioning is an American. He probably has no connection to the CIA or any of that. He's probably just just there, you know, just for the people of, of Haiti just got caught up there. And uh, we have no no idea of us paying off this dictator who has been ruling these people like a savage, like a savage since his name first popped into politics. Protests continue in Haiti against the dictatorship of Jovenel Moïse and the neo-colonial... Now, here's something you should know. This is from seven months ago. So this was in the news. Nobody cared about it. Our media certainly didn't talk about it. Nobody talked about anything to do with Haiti until right now. And now you're going to be propagandized into just supporting whatever the hell they've been doing there for half a century. Imperialist forces that back him. Tens of thousands took to the streets in Haiti's capital, Port-au-Prince, on February 21st, two weeks after the official end of the presidential term of Jovenel Moïse. However, Moïse has refused to hand over power, alleging discrepancies in the interpretation of the Constitution and with regard to the official start of his time. So wait a minute, his term was up. He refuses to hand over power. The people take to the streets to protest the idea because they thought they had a constitution, kind of the way I did. Thought you had a constitution. There were certain things. And, and, and this guy said, that ah, I'm in charge. I'm in office. Protesters are demanding that Moyes resign for illegally overseeing his mandate in office, redrafting the constitution, and calling for elections in September in a bid to justify the continuation of his mandate. Different opposition parties have already convened and formulated a proposal for a transitional government to recover the country from the deepening institution. So they try to get along. They say, let's have a transitional government till we can iron out whatever reason you don't want to step down. They try to do that. And he says, 
Nah, I don't think crisis. Supreme Court Judge Joseph Messin Jean-Louis was appointed as the interim president. According to their proposal, the transitional government led by Jean-Louis, who has the support of the country's civil society organizations, should administer the country for the next two years and organize elections for the next government. However, despite overwhelming rejection of Moïse and his de facto rule, he continues to enjoy support from the imperialist core group, composed of... What she means by that is the UN, the United States, other countries have been funneling billions, not millions, billions to Haiti, you know, for the people. And the people get nothing. And this corrupt pig got it all and his, and his oligarchs. So we are going to enter a, a few days here. It won't take long for people because nobody cares about Haiti, right? It's just another Caribbean country. Nobody really cares. We're going to do about five, six days of having John Pisaki give us lip service. I would say that um, it is still, it is our view, and we continue to call for elections to happen this year, and uh, we believe they should proceed. We know that free and fair elections will facilitate a peaceful transfer of power to a newly elected president, and we certainly continue to support you Haiti's can't get those democratic here. institutions. Uh, we will call on all political parties, civil society, and stakeholders to work together in the wake of the tragedy and echo acting, the acting prime minister's call for calm. Uh, we have not re- received... 50 years, one murderous dictator after the next, all of them supported by us. 50 years. You fly over Haiti, it's a complete darkness. Dominican Republic shares the same island. Lit up, business. Haiti tried to, to numerous occasions, to have um, business thrive. They tried, and, and after every, every storm, they have a movement. People, good citizens, put together money, and they send it there, and then different oligarchs steal it. But... What else has happened is all of the, like the Clinton Foundation, remember when that was big after the storm and they went down there and they were going to do green energy. They were going to do solar panels. They opened up this solar panel and the American gave them money, UN gave them money, and uh, an inside guy got the contract that was connected to the Clinton Foundation. Guess what happened? Nothing. They stole the money. So that's what's been going on and that's what the Biden administration will protect. As it pretends right now to take troops out of Afghanistan. In fact, it's just shuffling them around. But this is who you elected. This is who the corrupt war profiteer Republicans and the ignorant, who are always ignorant, just give me some more cheese welfare Democrats elected. And this is what you're going to get. So they're going to put back that system that Trump ruffled. And that was the real reason so many Republicans said, I don't like him. He's terrible personality. Well, I'll take a terrible. Now they're going to take a terrible policy and they don't care. They just want in on the scheme. They don't want to fight it back. Do you want to fight it back? 312-642-5600. Or are you going to stick by Joe Biden, who's been wrong for half a century? I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. Now, the Afghan thing, taking troops out, he was forced into because so many people agreed with the Donald Trump administration's position on what the hell are you doing? How much money and life and military presence are you going to insist on having there? Well, having the effect of we don't know what. I always thought it was to protect the untapped lithium that uh, Afghanistan, along with other um, natural resources, they're really rich in, um, in an attempt to scam them out of it, which I still am not willing to give up. But the Afghan thing, I almost love how, how, how this girl lies. I really do. I think um, Pippi lies knocking Pisaki 
just lies in such a splendid, easy, effortless way. And the president promised that the United States would continue to provide civilian and um, humanitarian assistance in Afghanistan. Um, but if the boy was it human humanitarian assistance when Barack Obama administration would just blow up houses and have no idea who the hell was inside. Eighty five percent of the drone strikes, innocent people. We don't even know who the hell we're killing. We don't even know who we're helping. Are we going to help them like we helped the Iraqis? Because that turned out great. How about the way we helped um, the Libyan people? That also worked splendidly, swimmingly. We keep helping people right into the graveyard. How then were to take over the government again? Won't those individuals um, be withdrawn? Well, first, I would say that we have every intention of continuing an ongoing president present in Kabul, uh, which is continuing even after we bring our uh, military uh, who are serving uh, home. So what does a presence look like after you bring back the military? Because what you're going to do is move in the mercenaries. And that little trick was done by George W. Bush. That's why this is really bipartisan It's more than incompetence. Nobody can be this incompetent for this many years. It's bipartisan corruption. It's bipartisan deception. It's a bipartisan lie. Lie. So that all of these companies can make the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and you just keep shelling it out. And in the meantime, you're going to get distracted. Now, it'll be distraction for good reason. Because these fascistic, dim-witted, Fourth Reich Marxists are going to continue to usurp every aspect of your existence and your life. But in the meantime, what's going on is there's probably, if you had to guess, say 10 million oligarchs being made and enriched, and you ain't got a clue. And now we're going to go to Haiti, and nobody can even tell me what the hell has been going on in Haiti for the last 20, you know, scratch that, the last 50 Years. According to these thousands of demonstrators, the Haitian president's five-year mandate ended on the 7th of February. Appointed in 2015 in a poll called off because of fraud, Jovenel Moise was re-elected the following year. He therefore believes his mandate should end in 2022. So they must have elections like we do, where the people don't agree with the outcome. They can't audit the vote. And they just say he won. And then they say he's limited. And then when it's time up, ah, I don't think I want to be over. And then what about our Constitution and the rules? We'll see in Haiti, there are no rules. And the money keeps flowing from the U.N. and from America and from Great Britain, from Canada. They're big in there, too. Let's not forget the Canadians. And in the meantime, you ain't got nothing to say about it. Until now, they're going to keep propagandizing you until you're regurgitating talking points you don't have any idea about in the same way you did in Vietnam. We're saving, we're fighting for, for America. We're, we're fighting communism. The Vietnamese call themselves Democrat Socialist, and so does the Biden administration. It's just splendid. You just stuck on stupid and keep shelling out the money. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh, I wanted to tell you, uh, Hispaniola has got some history. If you look at uh, what was going on over there, you know, you got right next door is uh, the Dominican Republic, and, and then you got Haiti. Well, the Dominican Republic is Catholic, and the Haitians, they do voodoo. And they're not a blessed nation, and we're going the same way the Haitians are going. Well, here's the thing, Chuck. They did, we're, we're the guy who nation. did voodoo was the guy who, who, who this guy replaced, that for 30 years was a dictator on the level of 
of all of the Democrats' favorites, from Pol Pot, from Stalin, from Fidel Castro. He was in the same vein of all the Democrats. But see, it kept it quiet. And here's the, here's the sick part. He wasn't even a Marxist officially. He was just a, a $2 pimp in a million-dollar world. And he was getting paid left, right, and center from the U.N., from America, from Canada, from Great Britain, to the tune of billions in the 80s, just to keep his people oppressed. And I'm going to tell you what, Chuck, until the, the, the American, I guess I don't even like saying Republican because I feel dirty, but until the American voter starts to get an interest in this stuff, this, this, these oligarchs are just going to get funneled in. And in the meantime, the Republicans get the name, but guess who's been voting with the Republicans since he won his seat without ever having a job? Joe, my diaper's wet, Biden. That's who. Thanks for the call, Chuck. I appreciate it. If you're online, I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. If you want to be, I got one line open, 312 642-5600. Nobody's going to like the answer. That's the beauty of having a position like mine, where I believe that American foreign policy should be the way it was intended and not the way it ended up. So I'm going to, I'm going to manage to offend virtually everybody. Doug on the South Side. So, yeah, I'll pick up where you left off on those last comments. My presumption is, from, from those comments, is that if you uh, were president, uh, when we get hit next time, let's say they, they nuke Naples, and, and you're not going to respond militarily. Who, who, so what do you no, want to say to the nation as to why you're not going to respond? I never said that. I never said you don't respond when you're attacked. Well, and I'd love to know who's the they, Doug. Is it going to be the 16 okay, Saudi so Arabians that we used as an excuse to go to Iraq, you know, to get Saddam Hussein out because we didn't like that he was in there, even though George Bush's father, George Bush Sr., married to the woman with the pearls, actually put Saddam Hussein in there when he was in the CIA? I don't know. Is that what you mean? I, I probably wouldn't have done that. I also, I also wouldn't have used the CIA. I wouldn't have used the CIA to remove an elected Iranian. I forget his name, but I make everyone Italian. I think it's Mossadegh. fine, but I'm uh, asking, what, what is your response when they, let's say they nuke Naples, you're the president. Yeah, it wasn't I funny the know, first time. It's not, what's it's your funny. military response? Who's they? Who's they? Who's okay, the, who's they going to nuke us? See, because okay, we are being we are being attacked. We are being attacked by politicians right here in America. And we were attacked by China with a flu that it looks like America might have financed. We were attacked biologically. So what I would have done in that attack is I immediately would have shut down every aspect of Chinese interaction from economic to scientific. I would have also stopped the payments on the debt that we forced them to buy. I would have done that and I would have recognized that as an attack. And I also probably wouldn't have colluded with them for like a pretend cure where everybody makes money. I wouldn't have done that. So when you can tell me who the they is, the biggest threat to America, okay, aside from Russia, is America. The oh, Taliban, you mean the, the Taliban that Joe Biden weaponized? Joe Biden and Charlie yeah, Wilson and uh, who was the other one with the fat they. daughter? I'm McCain. Giving you, I'm giving you a they. I'm giving you a they that attacks the next time. So you know what Afghanistan they, shows you, Doug? Taliban, and let's say they attack, they nuke, uh, they nuke Naples. What do you do? Who's, what, who's, who's got nukes? The most dangerous people with nukes. Who's got nukes? Who's going to nuke Naples? 
See, you can live in that world of fear where there's a they and there's a good guy. Doug, listen, you're going to be a loyal, step-and-fetch Republican your whole life. I get it. There's always a they. They are going to nuke us. Maybe if we stopped intervening and stopped killing like Barack Obama did, 85% of the drone strikes, innocent people. Maybe if we stopped killing innocent people, maybe you could kind of build a different... No, you don't want to talk about history because you want to live in a fantasy Republican world. You want to live in a military where... uh, Something tells me, Doug, you either got stock in the military-industrial complex or you work for them, one or the other. You want to live in this this fantasy world. And if, by the way, if, if, if our politicians were nervous about real threats like Russia, wouldn't they kind of act different when they are doing military uh, uh, exercises off Alaska? You know what I would do? I would move every single training base along the southern border, every single base. I'd also take our Navy away from all of these hell holes wherever they are. I'd take all these boys back, and I'd put them all in our country. And I'd make everybody understand all of our Navy along the whole east and west coasts of America, including Alaska. I'd put a military presence in Alaska. I'd get our thousand bases where we don't even know where the hell they are, let alone the budget. And I would figure out how to bring them back to our soil to make everyone understand if you do attack us, we're going to annihilate you. See, but we could keep doing this system. This system of bribery and payment where you're paying off people who hate you or you're paying off dictators who kill their own citizens, like in Haiti. And now he's the good guy. We should all rush there and, and, and protect them. So I would think a little bit before I did something. And then you know how I'd pay for it? I'd find out what the CIA budget is. Does anybody know? Don't feel bad if you don't because it's a secret. And I would probably cancel a trillion-dollar contract that we have to mercenaries that nobody seems to care about. Did you know that they don't pay taxes on that money? I'd probably end that whole practice. I'm not one for taxes. I think everybody should pay the same, but I think everybody should pay. I don't think we should be paying people who are not obligated to report to us about what exactly they're doing in these foreign countries. I'd maybe look at things without the blinds of propaganda. But then again, I like to reason and think and find out the sides of exactly what's going on. I like to do that before I listen to some scumbag who is invested in companies, who gets paid off by lobbyists, and who, by the way, may have acted with the CIA from time to time in their own little private life. I would do that before I bought any BS, some propagandist, Marxist, collectivist scum pretending to be a reporter told me. I'm silly that way. 312-642-5600. Not a popular topic. There's no question about it. But then again, neither was why do you draft 18-year-olds? They don't ask questions. Makes sense. The they... They. It's always a they. There's always going to be a they. What if it's a we? can't remember. When you reflect on our foreign policy, when you reflect on the secret dark money, when you reflect, when you reflect on groups that surveil American citizens because of political beliefs, and then when you, the, poli- the, the, the people who are victims of this surveillance call out, and then they're conspiracy theories, and then you find the evidence that, hey, it does look like they're surveilling a lot of American citizens. When you realize the American government, for the most part, and specifically for the last 20 years, isn't interested in working to, to protect the unalienable rights. They're constantly working to undermine them in the name of fear. And it's really an incredible system that works time in and time out and you saw it with the flu 
people don't want to turn, don't want to realize exactly what we did there because fear is control. When someone is afraid, they'll listen to anybody who says, I got it. I could save you. Fear. And when you look at it, the history of exactly how wrong Joe Biden and American foreign policy has been. And you realize all they have to do is tell you something. And you've got a bunch of people now who are really stoked up about going into Haiti or sending money to Haiti or whatever the case is. When maybe the exact thing to do is the opposite. Now, because of what you did and how you act, you get no money, nothing. That's another thing I forgot to mention what I would do different. I would stop foreign aid. We are broke, broke. We've got a growing population of homelessness and destruction that our government created in its phony war on poverty. We've got a lot of problems right here to fix. And yet we're turning around trillions of dollars, trillions now. We're past billions trillions to countries and dictators and people we don't even know and we're always a tinderbox it's always just a, a an assassination of a scumbag away from what nobody knows you've got a you've got a, a phony withdrawal from afghanistan phony they're lying right to your face they're going to take the military guys out they're going to put in the mercenaries and they're going to up the the contract to Betsy DeVos's brother, who, by the way, he's bipartisan lobbying. It doesn't matter to him who the hell's in office. He's got that's the best business. There's a reason he doesn't have stock in his company. He don't want to give a nickel away, and nor should he. And uh, it seems to be a policy that the American voter accepts. Now I don't know what that makes me. I, I've been called a lot of names when we talk about this foreign policy, but I remember how our foreign interventions, our foreign actions, were supposed to be the people of the house, the congressmen. They were supposed to be informed. There were supposed to be votes. The people were supposed to have a way to fight back and speak back. But you don't. You're just going to open your mouth like you were a little baby in a high chair, and mommy's going to shove in that applesauce, whether you like it or not. You're going to get it shoved down your throat. And if you talk against it, guess what? You're not a patriot because you don't want to stick up for the country if they attack us and nuke Naples. Please. Been listening to that bull Durbin for half a century. It's just sickening. Always bothered me. Saudis flew into the tower. Saudis. What the hell are you doing in Iraq? What the hell are you doing in Iraq? One of the first... Morons, and he is a moron. Wacky Gaddafi. The only thing I liked about him was his security team of Swedish women. Loved it. What did we do there? How did that work out? Everything they do is a lie. Stop buying it. Nick, St. John, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Love you. Love your show. Oh, thank you. I didn't know how hey, many. My, uh, I, I actually said to my producer when we're going to do this, because we, we opened up, I opened up Drudge Report, and they got this Haiti thing. And I, I, I had this Pisaki thing lying to the people. I said, well, I'm, I'm only going to do what I tell, what, what I feel. I don't sell anybody anything that I don't believe in. You realize, Nick, I'll never forget the look on my aunt's face when my, my I never met him. He was killed the same year I was born. In Vietnam, I'll never forget the look on my uncle's face when he researched exactly what the hell we were doing. When we found out that that excuse to go to Vietnam was our ship blew up. Our guys made a mistake and blew it up. And the, the, the politicians said we were bombed. We weren't bombed. They lied. And the money that they made and Huey's connection to LBJ and the billions in just equipment. And you said, man, oh, man, this is just, it's a miracle what they can do. And instead of it stopping, because everybody knew it by then, they just kept doing it. 
And it's a shame to me. It's just a shame. But go ahead, brother. I didn't mean to cut you off. My uh, comment was is that I heard um, recently on a podcast, I believe it was by Sebastian Younger, who's an author, and he was talking about the moral leadership in our country. So whether we're talking about, you know, national leaders or we're talking about Lightfoot or Pritzker or anybody. And the comment that he made was that in our climate today, there's not a single leader who's willing to die for us. And until uh, American leaders are willing to die for the people that they represent, I, I just don't see how we're ever going to get back to the way we were. You know, and I, I, just, I would change just one word. Die for a principle. I don't want anybody to die for me. Die for a principle. You know, this whole thing, it, it was the 4th of July. I, I spent the day with my family, but I watched a lot of stuff. I read a lot of stuff. And you go back to George Washington and how unbelievable the whole thing that he beat that, that military with ragtag guys who wanted the principle of freedom. See, we're given this. So we're like spoiled brat kids who the parents give all the money to. That's what we are. And we just think everything is free and we're entitled to it. We don't understand what it means. To, to, to have a principle that I don't like you, but you're a man and you have your rights. I can't use my needs against your rights. And if you listen, Nick, listen to what everybody's saying. Everybody's saying the same thing. My needs negate your rights. So you have to give them up for me. I don't know if you were listening yesterday. We had a guy I was having a conversation with. He said, are you vaccinated? I said, no. He said, okay, that's it. Because that's what he meant. My... My rights had to be given up for his needs. His could be. You had Doug on the south side. Who, if they, who's they? Aren't you concerned with what we're doing? We. It's just, you got to have perspective. And Nick, I, that's what I'm trying to do. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate it. Is that music in the back? I got no time. 30 seconds. Teresa, you got 10 seconds. Hi, Sean. Um, I am so with you. Stop foreign aid. We need to take care of the United States of America. Love it. Stop it all. That'll shake things up. All right, I'm going to be back. We're going to talk about the Pentagon when I get back with an expert. Let's audit that son of a gun, too. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Whether you like it or not, we spent $732 billion to get the Pentagon is their budget. That's more than the next 10 countries combined. Yet, if you listen to the media or if you listen to the facts, it seems that China is building up its military far greater. In fact, they even have more ships than us now. They're advancing more than we are. So where's the money going? I wanted to bring on Nan Swift. She's a resident fellow at R Street. There seems to be a introduction of Audit the Pentagon Act of 2021. Nan, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. All right, so here's the good news. Don't be nervous because I did my last hour uh, attacking our foreign policy. Uh, 
and I think we've uh, pruned the audience down by about 70%. So there's not a lot of people listening. I don't want you to be nervous. But uh, this kind of topic tends to make people who think themselves to be right side of the aisle. It makes them nervous because for so many decades we've been buying BS and turning a blind eye to the kind of fraud, waste, and abuse that really is represented in so much of our foreign policies. Um, how receptive do you think the government's going to be to the notion of auditing the Pentagon? Well, the fact is, auditing the Pentagon has been on the books since 1990. The Pentagon has had 30 years to do this, and it's not just the Pentagon. Every agency in the federal government is supposed to have a clean audit. It took some time, but we got there. And everyone is there except for the Pentagon. And this is something that, you know, Congress after Congress has refused to hold DOD's feet to the fire. And this is really something that is bipartisan agreement with our military scheme, industrial complex, for lack of a better phrase. This is something that, that Democrats and Republicans, although they will often run on um, investigating or auditing, whether it's the Fed or the Pentagon, the reality is once in office, these two specific uh, uh, bureaucracies seem to avoid any kind of real taming in. In fact, isn't it true that even without increasing the budget, there is a built-in increase of spending of all government agencies of 3%? And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the tricky accounting that the Congressional Budget Office does. It just assumes that spending will go up. So even when you have a budget that says, we're not going to spend as much as expected, people cry, you're cutting, you're cutting, major cuts. Has the has the Pentagon ever gone through a successful audit? No. Um, and that's the problem. I mean, especially for those of us on the right, who do you care about the military? We may disagree on how it should be used, where it should be going, but we all agree that, you know, the Constitution says that our defense is, like, the biggest, most important thing that the federal government should be doing. So shouldn't it be held to a higher standard, let alone the same standard as the rest of the federal government? There's an old movie that I I, I actually stumbled upon, and I really enjoyed it. And then as it was starting, it said, based on a true story. And the movie is called War Dogs, and it's the true story of 20-something-year-old kids in the beginning of the conflict in Iraq that propped up a business out of a bedroom and a computer and built it up to where they were getting $100 million contracts. They were caught selling Chinese ammunition for AK-47s after repackaging it. They got in trouble after they had made tens of millions of dollars. They got sentences where they were released in two and a half years, and in fact, that company is eligible to bid on uh, uh, on war paraphernalia, they were they started supplying uniforms. They ended up supplying bullets. That company is now eligible to bid in the year 2022. Now, at the time of the movie, it seemed like a long way away. Well, here we are. 
How many, do you have an idea of how many companies have been caught in a scandal of overbilling and not delivering? Is there any real penalty to these companies? You know, I don't know how many, but I'm not surprised to hear that. You know, you might remember the Fat Leonard scandal where um, the U.S. Navy was being overcharged for their ships being scrubbed and everyone was taking bribes and stuff. That was just a blip on the radar, unfortunately, because again and again, American people and Congress kind of just give Pentagon a pass because if you don't, people will say, you hate America, you hate soldiers, you're not supporting our soldiers. When really, I've already gotten know, that uh, text dollar, messages. Yes, every, I've already gotten that. Yeah, every dollar counts, and it counts extra at the Pentagon. It's what's supposed to be keeping us secure, and we need to root out all this stuff, and we've got to clean on it. We can't begin to know where the gunk is and you, make sure that we're spending our dollars on the things that actually do keep us safe. When you add the amount of money that lobbyists pay to different various politicians of both parties, the total for defense lobby is $103,722,000 a year um, that they spend in lobbying politicians. Do you think the American people had gravitated to Donald Trump early on when he was running because he understood this was something, whether we had the courage to say it or not, we as voters were all sick of. And um, it was a concerted effort to get that kind of politician that understood that to have a movement where you could remove him. And the idea that we've put in this 50-year foreign policy buffoon speaks to the, the notion that the people that make up our representatives really like that $104 million a year. Well, it's a lot worse than $104 million a year for lobbyists. You have to look at the contributions to campaign funds for everyone, that the big individuals, the CEOs of these contractors give, not to mention the companies themselves and their PACs. The money is atrocious, and your listeners would probably be appalled but not surprised to learn that these contractors made out like bandits during COVID. You know, they got all kinds of extra money in there. We still, you know, it's unclear how much was needed or how it was actually spent. And now they're trying to shove in some more um, for um, defense contractors in the infrastructure bill, for instance, for more ships for improvement to um, shipyards, for things like that, because everything's infrastructure now. So now I know there was a scandal early on when the um, government introduced PPP loans, that PPP loans could be taken by private companies. Did they ever iron out if, ironically, defense contractors who were making money and uninterrupted money were recipients of PPP loans during that move. I remember there was a CARES Act that touched upon yes. it, but I don't remember the you know, outcome. 
I cannot remember that specifically, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's every size, shape, manner of contractor out there. I mean, although my other big issue is wasteful ag subsidies and policy, tons of fake farms got PPP loans. So there's there's something everywhere when you look under the hood, which is why you need to audit stuff to keep you honest, keep you from getting lazy. Are you getting political support for this move? Um, this tends to attract a lot of co-sponsors who are very eager for this on both sides of the aisle. Everyone gets that we need to look a little deeper, but, you know, the, the ones who make the calls on the Hill when it comes to defense, this is annoying to them. So they slow walk things. So we have high hopes that maybe this time around, new chairman in both the House and Senate um, defense committees, we might have some better luck in getting this slipped into our national defense authorization bills or things like that. It's one of those things where you just have to keep trying because it's worth fighting for. So if there is an institution in our government that has something called a, a uh, uh, their, their budget is kept off the books, a black budget. And we know yeah. that the military budget is seven hundred and thirty two billion dollars that they admit to. Is there any gauge in what the black budget is for groups that are hiding under the shield of national defense? Well, like you say, it's the black budget, but we do. I I don't know the proportion, but, you know, in line items, it'll just say classified and you can't know. But it will say how much to different degrees or there's blocks of funding. So there isn't an extra invisible chunk of money somewhere floating around. So you at least have that um, that guarantee. Unfortunately, you know, when it comes to the audit, you do, some things are not going to be public because it's classified. And, you know, it's understandable to a degree. Those mm-hmm. things aren't right. public for important reasons. But we should be rethinking holistically about what really needs to be a secret. Now that the Pentagon admits that there are aliens, do you think that when the aliens make contact, they'll know what the budget is? Or do we have any hope? <laughs> That's why they stay away. They don't want all this debt. That's exactly what I said to a friend of mine. If you're an alien and you're looking at what the hell is going on in supposedly the best country in the, in the world, wouldn't you say, do you really want to waste time on these idiots? Let's just go to another place. But I think that could be Nan Swift is a resident fellow at R Street. Please, please keep me posted on to how this um, audit the Pentagon Act of 2021 does. Will you please come back and update me? Happy to. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. Nan Swift, resident fellow at R Street. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Fifty years of stupid. Best represented by Joe Biden. I mean, this... He should be a barometer of, hey, what do you think, Joe? And he tells you, and you do the exact opposite. That's what Joe Biden is good for. This dimwit now is doing what all fascist Marxist scum do. They rewrite history in order to steal your future. But Joe Biden does it in a way that is so obviously incompetent. I have to play the tape, and then I promise I'll get to your calls. 
We went for two reasons. One, to mm-hmm. get it off. What is it, Donny? Bring it Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell, as I said at the time. The second reason was to eliminate Al Qaeda's capacity to deal with more attacks in the United States from that territory. We accomplished both of those objectives. You notice how he paused after he did the gates of hell line? Please clap. That's what he was hoping. Please clap. I mean, you even the reporters who are paid good money to sell this BS, even they were appalled by this idiot's interpretation. Dave in Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, I just want to, I, I have a lot of respect for the military, uh, both grandfathers in the military. Uh, and we have to be careful. I'm not, this isn't a criticism of you. I'm just, no, I know some Democrats. Me, brother. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not calling in to criticize you. I, I know a few Democrats that say the military should do this. They should do that. We have to be careful to not put these fine men and women that are that are so let's break down us let's break down what you said never respect an institution you can have respect for specific people who are good people but when you give your respect to an institution you are now fodder to follow around any whim they say See, to me, what our job as Americans is to do is to always question everything that the government tells you. In okay, particular, my, my point. In particular when you not- have over a half a century of lies and wrong actions and making things far worse than they ever were. I mean, other than if, if that's not the case, Dave, then when is enough enough? Right, but I, but my, I want to, I want to make a, a, a delineation. The sovereign, the people that are here, to, like the, the, the political leaders, they should be criticized for military action, not the military people themselves, because the military are just doing what the sovereign want to do. We already said. I, I mean, I said it flippantly, but there's a reason that they draft and that they go after young people so that they can indoctrinate them to not think but to do. That being said, you now know from what you've seen over the last couple of Senate hearings, you have individual heads of the military that are furthermore indoctrinating soldiers to all different kinds of belief structures. And most importantly, they're taking away their ability to have their own opinion on things, which is why they're force feeding them like the teachers force feed the kids critical race theory and things of this nature. So okay. I think it's I think it's to the point now where we should be doing this and we should have never stopped doing it. These are individuals. There is no government. There are just people. And there are soldiers who are wonderful patriots and they join for all of the right reasons. And then there are scum criminals that have joined the military as well, which is why there's a growing gang population in the military. There are Marxists in the military. There are communists in the military. So to give them that veil of virtue disarms you from what you should be doing as an American, which is always fighting for the principles of America and the story. And no matter who stands opposed to those principles and what uniform and or position job title they have, they are the enemy of American 
ism of American principles and foundation. It's a simple philosophy. So I think a lot of Republicans have really gotten really fat. The Cheney family comes to mind, along with the Bushes, on the idea that you, if you wave a flag, you can disarm your questioning and, moreover, your judgment. The idea that we have not been watching this, we have the biggest budget by 10 countries, yet China has somehow amassed a stronger Navy and, in some cases, a stronger Air Force and all the nonsense. Now, you can attribute some of that to communism and slave labor, which is true. But in the meantime, maybe we should ask, where's the money? Where's the money? And what are you doing with a thousand bases all over the world? And uh, what have you been doing? I think that's fair because nothing there anywhere they're at. Is it better? Or do you just buy it and you say we and they and you just wave the flag? That's why it's important. Now, your job as an American is to always question the people in control of the levers of power. They were never meant to be there. They don't rule us. They represent us. I understand there has to be secrets from the general public. Fine. But we have congressmen that should be saying what, whether those secrets are legitimate or illegitimate. And you're at a time in history where we're in one war for 20 years. You could even say since 92 we were in Iraq. And the other thing is, have the congressmen seen the budget and have they been able to audit it? And if the answer is no, there's a lie. Joe in Dundee. Yeah, Sean. Uh, if, if I were an Afghan schoolgirl, I would probably be hiding my school books right now. <laughs> um, I get it. We stick our nose in where it doesn't belong, you know. But when uh, a little black girl can't wash her dog on a parkway uh, in Chicago because she gets slaughtered by gangbangers, I think our priorities might be in the wrong spot. I'm, I'm, and that's the thing. You know, if I've said to you, I think our military could do wonders right here. I think I think military bases should be along our southern border where the government owns the land. I'm also not for the government seizing land in the name of the border. I, I, you know, the, we have to take these issues one at a time. If we keep turning over our judgment, we're going to keep getting it. Get, we're going to keep getting screwed on it. It's just the long and the short of it. And in the meantime, you find out that there are groups that have been set up that have frauded the government that are right back in business. There are individuals who have been running scams and bidding on contracts that it doesn't seem to be working. The other thing is it doesn't seem to be working. We had that guy call who I'm sure was a nice guy, and he kept saying they, they, they. Who's they? Because I got one guy tells me it's over. I got another guy says mission accomplished. I got another guy says we have to be there. Then we go coming out, and you can't say what we're doing. But the one thing we know for sure is that when the guy who ran against the war, ran against military, when he was in, he dropped that. He increased the number of bombings indiscriminately times two of what W. Bush did, and he killed innocent people, and he tried to cover it up. And now who sits in the most powerful office in this country is the vice president that you could argue doesn't remember because he's delusional and full of dementia. But nonetheless, we the people should stand up and say, I had enough of it. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Diane in Valpo. Hi, Diane. Listen, you, yes, you, I want to say, let me preface this. When you were on uh, Dan and Amy's show, Uh and I loved listening to you, I loved your thoughts, and a free thinker, and I just want to say, with the one guy 
So here's the thing. And I know you said. I got to go to commercial. You no, know, I'm, I'm. Oh, shh. Yeah, don't say it. Say Durbin. Oh, Durbin. Can Diane, I, can, can I listen. Can I be hold over or no? If right, no, I'll hold you over. I'll hold you okay. over. Put her on hold. We're going to hold Diane over. Then we're going to go to Jake, and then we're going to go to Al. 312-642-5600 if you want to be next after this. You know, I have to tell you, I was thinking about Dave's call. I respect the military. I'm not picking on Dave, by the way. I'm just thinking, what do, what do we teach kids? Respect strangers. Respect. Respect. Don't judge lest ye be judged. What if it's all wrong? What if it's all wrong? I mean, I've always wondered why the biggest scumbags in politics, Ed Burke and Mike Madigan come to mind, when they sat at the desk where they were robbing the people daily, it said honorable in front of their names. When you go to these judges, they're all political hacks who run with the nod of a political party. And you're taught from a very young age to respect institutions and jobs, thus letting scum people occupy them and robbing you. I am all for respecting respectable people, but you earn that. You don't get that for free. I judge myself harder than everybody every night. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I... I think it's all wrong what we've been doing. And that's why we respected the uh, Department of Education. We respected doctors and so-called scientists. You know, the green energy thing. How many knew that there were thousands of scientists that said, no, you guys are all wrong about that CO2? But no, we respected them. Maybe we should respect people and have disrespect for jobs and bureaucracies. I think we'd all be a lot better off. And more importantly, the future would be better if we weren't blindfolded by mystical, magical respect. After all, what is one? Why do they call it a con man? All he needs is your confidence, i.e., your respect. He could bilk you or your mother out of anything. You see what happens. All right, let's go back to Diane and Valpo. Hi, Diane. Hi, Sean. I love you dearly. I think that the best thing that could have happened is you get on Salem Radio to get truth out. And I know you have said, you know, um, with religion, uh, I'm a little... You You know what I say, Diane? I love God. I hate his salesman. That's what I say. What do you think of that? Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. And, And that's what God said. And that's what God said. See that? So without going on a triumph at that. I've had a beautiful life, Diane. I really, I have few regrets. I have a beautiful life. I don't know what the end game is or how it turns out. I just hope when I do die, God, who looks like a six foot two me, hands me a ball peen hammer and says, go after everybody who used my name to scam people. That's what I hope. We'll see how it goes. I'm not quite sure. But let's go to Jake in Waukegan. Jake doesn't live in Waukegan anymore. Remember, I'm in Wisconsin again. All right, well, you'll have to forgive me. It says Waukegan no! on the screen. Go ahead. No! Yeah, well, I was the, remember, I was the one that, that suggested Gary Busey as the, as the president. And then oh, that was a very good call. Now I do remember, Jake, yes. <laughs> hey, um, on a very serious note, your, your um, guest that you had on before, uh, you started taking calls, talking about the, the um, amount of money spent by lobbyists. 
I talked about that. It was my poll. I mean, I don't mind giving the girl credit, but it was me that said 140 million. Well, I, I, I realize that, but when you were talking with your guests, is when it came up. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Okay. So what the the point that I'm trying to make is is I think you were definitely onto something when you were talking about how people gravitated toward Donald Trump, the unpolitician. He ran against the swamp. Yeah. And you mentioned the Bushes and the Cheneys, how they got fat. They are mm-hmm. part of the swamp. And Dick Cheney's got a $9 million house that few of us would ever even be able to walk through. And he didn't get that because of his good looks or his charisma. But go ahead. And what was it that Eisenhower said in his farewell address to Congress about the military-industrial complex? Those right. lobbyists know no loyalty to either party. They know, the, or, and neither party knows no loyalty other than to the almighty dollar. I think and, Eisenhower was. I think Trump. I think Trump. I think Trump was really onto something when he said these politicians will keep us in forever wars. No question. And I think about that's what Eisenhower was trying to tell us. No question about it. And who would know better than Eisenhower, who saw it from every angle? Well, who would know better? And, That's a guy telling you, don't let your patriotism, we just finished World War II, do not let this scam continue. And unfortunately, so few people heeded his warning. But Jake, was, thank you so much from Wisconsin. We changed it. I appreciate it. I got to go to break here, you handsome devil? Or should I take? All right, let me take Mark in Plainfield. He's held on a long time. Mark, how are you, buddy? Uh, good evening, Sean. Uh, I'm a CPA, so if you need anyone to have your back regarding the audit of the military or any other <laughs> oh, agent, or I government, thought you meant because you knew you knew I was going to come under audit, and I think that's the safest <laughs> bet on the planet. But go ahead. And, and let me add, you know, government needs to be audited regularly, maybe at least once a decade. Every agency, as well as election, Mark, and there I else? say the personal personal financial statements. Of these guys that have been in there for decades, like Ooh, Madigan, Pelosi. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. Shady. How about Pelosi? Audit them all. You know, I, I love the idea that Pelosi would release these very complex option plays on very specific companies that the Congress was voting on allocating money to spend hundreds of millions of dollars for the agenda of uh, eco-Nazism. And she has printed money. Like this, not just these these last six, seven months, she's printed money. But she's been doing this since she could remember her address, which is a long time ago, since she was on her seventh facelift. You know, now if her belly button itches, she picks her teeth. That's how crazy things have gotten. And she's been raking in the money, Mark. It's been raking in the money. So I agree. Let's audit every one of them. And how about that? How about if the IRS, instead of, I think they're going to hire, what, what did they say, um, 44,000 or 54,000 new agents. How about we just have the agents that are there now audit the politicians and those little kids that walk around and are on all the inside deals that make up their staff. I think that would be great. Let's audit everybody who is enforced to comply with Obamacare. That would be interesting. What do you think, Mark? I agree. Perfect. Very good. Although, although uh, they do need more agents because I'd like to get my application in and get a nice government pension. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. You see how it all boils down to self. That's how socialism creeps in. 312 642 I'll take you when I get back. I cannot believe that this show's almost over. Damn it, I need another hour. I didn't even get to talk about. Little Lori Lightfoot and her Geppetto man costume. I do like a vest on a fella, though. I really do. 
Do you think when Joe Biden got off the plane, he uh, was confused? <laughs> I still love his face. Preckwinkle Lightfoot. Preckwinkle Lightfoot. I mean, let's call lunch off. That's for sure. Um, didn't go to Chicago. Still perplexing. Why not? Because even the Marxists, you know, they've got aldermen that actually designate themselves as socialists, which is only fair. Chicago is the communist hub of America. There's no question about it. Saul Alinsky didn't live here because he liked the weather. That's for sure. What he did understand is that there were so many to cultivate that one day Americans would accept a politician who chanted against the very principles of Americanism. And they would elect them. Chicago started it. Looks like the rest of the country just implements it. They call themselves Democrats now. And there, there appears to be a, a, a coup of sorts where they're going to figure out a way to take out a woman who represents all of the phony virtue signals from lesbian to uh, race. She's, she's, she's right in step with the race of, of, of that needs to be put to the forefront, regardless of ability. And she's a woman. But it turns out there's some activists that are really going after her of progressive aldermen and community activists arguing that there needs to be a wholesale change when it comes to allocating the city budget. They allege that the mayor has turned her back on progressives and earmarking what they say has been a disproportionate amount of funding to police. What happened? Oh, I, I, no, the clip is still going. Well, in this, I must have hit the wrong button. In this, there is a kid in there, a young kid, with a pot on his shirt saying they want more than $20 million. Let the, sav- let, let the socialists feed on themselves. They're insatiable. There's never going to be enough money for the communists in Chicago. We'll discuss that in 22 hours. Can't believe it's the end of the show. I'll be back in 22.